Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. And I like hearing from small business owners and employees. Let's talk about your business on this podcast. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's story is the best markets for freelancers and entrepreneurs catering to pet lovers. Those stories after this. As a small business owner, you need protection for your physical and financial assets. From general and professional liability insurance to business owners and commercial auto policies, GEICO can help. Go to geicocommercial.com for your free quote and see how much you could save today. A freelance services company called Fiverr has revealed the findings of its annual Freelance Economic Impact Report, a comprehensive study that identifies and profiles the 25 largest markets in the United States for skilled freelance workers. Brent Messenger, VP of Public Policy at Fiverr, has a look at the best cities for freelancers. Brent, give us takeaways. The big takeaway, the overarching takeaway, is this is a huge population of people. We're talking about 5.6 million people across the country, 54% of which live in 25 metro areas. And they generated $135 billion in revenue in the 2018 tax year. Wow. Tell us about some of the cities. So the cities are kind of all the usual suspects. I think, you know, the ones you'd expect to hear about, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and others. But, you know, some some made the list as well, like Orlando, uh, Detroit, Minneapolis. Uh, Atlanta, you know, places like that. So it's, it's actually, you know, all across the country, uh, in a lot of places I think people would expect, and maybe some that people wouldn't expect. Yeah. What were some of the ones that maybe folks wouldn't expect? Obviously, you referenced well, the I big think, cities. Yeah, I think Orlando is, is one that people might not expect. I mean, even in Florida, you know, you have Miami, and then you have uh, Tampa, but, but Orlando a little bit smaller. But still, you know, Orlando generated significant amount of revenue in, in uh, the 2018 tax year, uh, the freelancers there are projected to have earned $1.5 billion. Wow. So are there certain yeah. freelance jobs that tend to rally around certain cities or not necessarily? It's a great question. So there are. You know, we, we bucketed them by, uh, again, these are, these are skilled freelancers. So we looked at creative workers, technical workers, and professional workers, creative being, you know, designers and artists and so forth, technical being programmers, web developers, and that type, and then professional workers being uh, lawyers, uh, you know, accountants, and other types of professionals. And so, you know, in different metros, uh, there, there would be a, a, maybe a higher concentration of a certain type. So in Atlanta, there are more creative workers. You know, in Minneapolis, there are more professional workers, uh, and, and that type of thing. Interesting. We're speaking with Brent Messenger. He is the Vice President of Public Policy and Community at Fiverr. That's a marketplace for freelance services. This may be splitting hairs, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you referenced the, the, the specific phrase, skilled freelance workers generating this $135 billion last year. Is there, is there a difference between skilled freelance workers and just freelance workers? Well, I think it's really important to, to separate these out. And, and the reason for that is there is a conversation going on in this country. I'm sure you've heard a lot about it, participated in it, about the gig economy and what it means. And when people think about the freelance workers that make up the gig economy, they're also talking about people who might, you know, drive for Lyft and Uber or who might deliver for DoorDash and companies like that. 
And you know, when you talk about the population of freelance workers in a monolithic way, it actually does a disservice to both populations because they have really unique needs and the opportunity is quite different. We wanted to look at skilled independent workers specifically because these are jobs that are really unlikely to be automated out of existence. These are creative and service-oriented jobs. These are people that can work from anywhere, so they're actually not bound to a city or geographic location. They can pick up and move if they want to, if, if there's an economic or personal incentive to leave. And they can also, you know, they also constitute a major talent driver for our economy. So small and large businesses need need skills that they don't necessarily have in-house or may not even be in the market that they operate in. They can tap sort of these worldwide marketplaces of skilled workers to get things done. Thanks, Brent. Brent Messenger, VP of Public Policy at Fiber. More after this. This human resources professional is crushing it, thanks to Kronos. And this is his hype song. You can fall back with the pack. I'm a leader pack. I've got HR, payroll, talent, and time. I'm on the top, top, I'm gonna rise up. Now we are engaging all the best people. Last off to the front of the field. This is Kronos. HR solutions for the modern workforce. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Michigan is one of the best places in the country to do business, but you don't have to take our word for it. Take Petty Poppies, president and CEO of Consumers Energy, instead. All of the innovation that's occurring around robotics, AI, it's happening here in Michigan. We have chemical companies, we have pharmaceutical companies, we have medical device manufacturers. Michigan is a magnet for innovators and dreamers. Big things are happening in business here. Find out why by searching Michigan Pure Opportunity. There's more money to be made in serving our dogs and cats. Entrepreneurs and investors in the local pet tech scene See growing opportunities to cater to animal lovers. More from correspondent Jennifer Koshenka. We sure do love our pets, so much so that entrepreneurs are seeing growing opportunities to cater to animal lovers. And Cadet of the Wall Street Journal has taken a look at the pet tech scene in New York and joins us now. And what was the NYC pet tech meetup? They're a, they're a group of people who are crazy about pets and crazy about technology, and they try to combine their two loves with interesting results sometimes. Um, but I went to, there's about, there's more than 1,300 members in New York City, and I went to one of their meetups a couple of weeks ago, and I met some, some interesting folks doing some interesting things. There was a fellow there who was a, a web designer, and he had worked on a kind of a dating for dogs site. It was really kind of for the owners, but instead of like swiping on the humans, profile or face you would swipe on their dog right or left to see if you wanted to find out more information there was a lady who was heading a startup which was going to do 3d printed dog park furniture there was another guy who told me he used to be in the healthcare industry making devices like vital sign monitors and uh, non-rectal thermometers for kids but because he said fewer people are having kids and people are having kids later, it's kind of a declining market. And meanwhile, more people are spending more on their pets and paying more attention to their pets. So he's sort of like retrofitting all his uh, healthcare devices to be suitable for pets instead. He says there's more money there and more opportunity. And why is this such a big scene in New York City? Well, a lot of New Yorkers don't have 
kids. They treat their pets like children. Um, a lot of New Yorkers take their pets with them pretty much everywhere they go. We tend to have smaller dogs um, that are very portable. There's one interesting company uh, called Spot On, which was originally based in L.A., and what they are is uh, Uber for dogs. If you call an Uber, they might not always take your pet, but with her company, all the drivers have agreed to take any animal, actually, as long as it fits car. So she started in L.A., but she started getting all these emails and letters from people in New York saying, we really need you here. And she found out that there are about 2 million pet owners in New York City who don't have cars. So she moved her company here about a year ago, and it's doing pretty well. We're speaking with Ann Cadet of the Wall Street Journal now. When you talk about something like that, rides for people who have dogs, that makes total sense and it seems very logical, as do some of the early things like pet sitting services or trying to find a hotel that allows pets. And then some of the devices that you mentioned in your article just (laughs) frankly sound ridiculous. They might be ridiculous, but it it makes people so happy. There's one... uh device I talked to uh, an entrepreneur who invested in it and it's actually doing pretty well and I talked to actually a uh, pet owner I met who's not a pet tech person but he's a pet tech aficionado um, and he uses a fit bark on his dog so he can track how many steps his dog takes every day and how the quality of his dog's sleep is. And he knows it's kind of ridiculous, but he just gets such a kick out of it. I don't really see the harm. Well, some of the things must be a little bit expensive. It doesn't seem to matter because according to the research out there, when people need to cut back on their budgets, pet, pet care is one of the last things that they'll cut back on. And that's why it's attracting so much investment because even in, a re- even in the last recession, when people stopped spending on just about everything, spending on, on pet care just kept growing. It seems to be a pretty risk-free investment as long as you have a good idea these days. That's Wall Street Journal columnist and cadet with correspondent Jennifer Koshenka. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website this morning with gordondeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.